So we're going to talk about faith today. Uh, we've got time for one, one testimony. So Sister Roberts. witness, 
whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request, if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some from among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and is, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So, Lord, we pray. Lord, we ask that you would help us. Help us this Lord, help us to discern your word. Lord, give us wisdom and understanding. Lord, as we as we share the word of God, that you impart upon us, Lord, wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of your will. That you help us to grow, Lord, in faith, to walk by faith. Help this body, Lord, where all the places that we're gathered today. Lord, we give us, protect us, and cover us. Pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, faith. Uh, Paul, Paul making mention here. Uh, we, that. we finished up last week. Uh, yeah, say finished up. Because, you know, the Word of God, I love the Word of God and how it's, it's line upon line, precept upon precept, and we are. We're in the Word of God, and we're going to be, I'm going to be drawing from different scriptures, and I, I like to do that, uh, uh, just kind of building a case, if you will, on what the Word of God says, what the Word of God says about faith, what, what, what the Word of God says about a certain subject. I don't, I don't want to pull it from, from my, from history, I don't want to pull it from man's ideas, but we've got to pull, pull truth from the Word of God. The Word of God is consistent from Genesis to Revelation. About uh, about things, principles of, of of the word, and so Paul uh, Paul to the church of Rome, uh, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you, peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, beloved, you're the beloved of God, right? And you're called. Yeah. You're called to be saints. Yeah. God's grace. I'm so thankful for God's grace and God's mercy. It's God's grace that gives us. The power to, to live for him, to walk for him, to, to have a mind that is set on, on the things of God. You're here today. I'm here right. today by the grace right. of God. Right. And, and the peace from God, right? And peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You, 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 uh, I've got to be careful, really, what I listen to these days. I've got to be careful what kind of news I read because... It does not bring me peace. Right, right. It, it unravels my thinking and my thoughts. And so, but I'm thankful that the Word of God says, and Paul is, is imparting to them, peace from God our Father. Right. 
Well, that's perfect peace because he's our father, and which is our heaven, and, and to call him father, to know him as father. I believe that, 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 uh, that the Lord wants to, us to know him as father. Yeah. And uh, Paul here in verse 8 says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ to you all. That your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So the faith of the Romans, the Romans, the Church of Rome, was spoken throughout the whole world. What, so what 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 is this kind of faith that that had the that spoke to the whole world, to the known world at that time? Again, it was a, it was maybe a small world, if you will, possibly. But Paul is saying, without um, pretty clear that. The faith that they had was spoken of throughout the whole world. That that faith that was in there, their walk with God, was shared. Somehow it got it got beyond their the borders of, of of the church that was in Rome, and, and it was it was talked about. It was it was something that wow, and you heard about the faith that is in the church of Rome. And, uh, and again, uh, the motivation of you know their, their motivation. I believe that they were just walking with the Lord. I believe that. That something about that faith that they had, uh, that it was genuine, it was authentic faith. You know, just to have genuine faith, to have uh, to be real. You know, the world the world is desperate for, for something that is real and something that is authentic. You know, when your faith, uh, you you can see it a mile away. And you know, Hebrews chapter eleven verse six says, "But without faith, it's impossible to please Him." For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, right? That he exists, that he is the self-existent one. That, uh, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Not seeking uh, what we need. And not seeking a particular thing. Not seeking a particular gift. Uh, not seeking God to do something. But seeking Him, right. and so that—that that is that's the faith that pleases God. Right. Diligently seek yes. Him, and I, I want to seek Him. Yes. I, I want to know Him. We, we need God wants to Him to God wants to reveal Himself yes. to you. God is about a relationship, and so true faith that that seeks after the Father. You know, if I have Jesus, then then I have everything I need. He is. He is what I need. Yeah, I, I believe it's important that, that all of us understand, right, that without Him, without Him, we can do nothing without Him. And so, the, the revelation, the understanding that I need a Savior. I need a Savior today. I need a Savior every day. There's not one day that I do not need a Savior. There's not one day that I can do without Him. There's not day, one day that I can manage without Him. So, and He rewards those that diligently seek Him. And there's something that happens in, in prayer. There's something that happens uh, that we, we can, you can pray without ceasing. With a, a not necessarily audible or, or even, maybe even subconsciously, there's communication between you and the Father. And Again, this is this is something that I strive for. Do I achieve it every day? Absolutely not. I want to be there. I want to achieve that, but I, I want to press forward to that, and I want to 
diligently seek him. I've got to deal with my flesh. You've got to deal with your flesh. That's not an excuse to do wrong. That's just a reality that we just have to we have to work through those things. Like, like all that life brings and, and the emotions that come with it. And where did that come from? Right? Why, why did Sister Robinson be hit? I, I don't know. But but God's faithful. And, and, and it's faith that, that's bringing her through. It's faith that, that's allowing us to be here. Right? Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. I'm reading the Amplified Galatians. Chapter 2, verse 16 says, Yet we know that man is justified or reckoned righteous and in right standing with God, not by works of the law, but only through faith and absolute reliance on and adherence to and trust in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. That man is justified by that reliance Right? Adherence to and trust in Jesus Christ. Therefore, we ourselves have believed on Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. For we cannot be justified by any observance of ritual law given to Moses because by keeping legal rituals or by works, no human being can be justified, declared righteous, and put in right standing with God. It is by faith. Faith is necessary to please God. And so, again, their faith was spoken of throughout all the world. And so the motivation was not to be seen or heard or, or wow, look at our faith or look what we're doing for God. That's a, that's a wrong motivation. God's going to test our motives. What are our motives? I, I want the Lord to David and say, Lord, search my heart. Try, try my reins. And so why, why do we do what we do? You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to worry. Don't, don't take me out of context. But why are we in the house of God today? Right. If we're here to be seen, well, we've got, we've got, we've got, our motivations are off. Right. I'm here because in, in a response, in a good conscience toward God, that the word of God says, one, I, I hold him a debt. Uh, I, I, the word of God says to come together, to encourage one another. We're a body of Christ, and so we need each other. Right, we're, we're behind the foot. Cannot say to the hand, "I don't need you." And uh, I was talking with someone about, uh, you know, they, they were ministering and they didn't get a certain reaction from people. And uh, it's not about getting the reaction. Right. Right. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> you wouldn't have a lot of preachers. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have a lot of song leaders if it was about reaction. Right. You, you, what do you do? Why do you do what you do for the Lord? To, to earn something? To gain something? Again, if that's it, it, it needs to be adjusted because yes, I, I, I want to have a relationship with you. Yes, right. and, and your walk with God is not in the doing. Right. Right? It's what are you becoming in the process. Right. Paul said that, that uh, you know, I can speak as a ton of angels and I can, I can work all these miracles. I can, I can have my body to be burned and give to the poor. And I, can, I can do all. I can bring forth revelations and knowledge. But if I don't have love, if my motivation, what he's saying, if I have wrong motivation for what I'm doing, then it's just to the Lord, it's nothing. And so, um, so their their faith that, that was spoken to the world was not something they were doing to say, "Wow, well, look at us." But it was, I believe, just born out of a an understanding of their need for a savior every day, uh, understanding that that the word, God's word, is true. 
Right? Faith. We have faith in the Word of God. Why are you, why are you baptized in Jesus' name? Well, the Word of God said that I needed to. And so you, 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 were, you were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. That's, that's by faith. Now, some say, well, you just got wet. Well, no, that, that was, that, that may be some, but you, you, in good conscience, for God, you feed God's word, right? You, you obey the scriptures. That's the word of faith. Uh, Matthew chapter 9, verse 20, it says, And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood, 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment, for she said within herself, if I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. what other people were talking to her about, but when she was saying to herself, what are you and I saying to yourself? We need to speak to ourselves words of faith, right? Because our adversaries, Sister Dawn, you, you read that scripture. There's one thing that I need to do. I need to forget those things which are behind, right? Those, those things of the past will steal my faith, will steal your joy, but, but I, we've got something ahead of us, right? If, if we confess our sins, God is faithful to forgive. Well, that, that's, that's an act of faith, standing on the Word of God. And so something about this woman that said, I, I've got to touch him, I've got to, I've got to press forward. She was an outcast in her society, but but she reached for Jesus. And so faith that faith that that grows to that place where it gets a hold of him. I, I want to get a hold of him. I, I, I want I want the faith of, of Syracuse to be talked about in the world. Not not that, that we can say, wow, look at us, but, but out of the purity of just serving the Lord and and uh, wholehearted uh, surrender to him. Jesus turned about and saw her. And said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. This woman's faith that said, If I can just touch him, if I can just get a hold of him. Right? And so that faith that says, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm, I'm going to believe in his word. And it may seem impossible. It may, this circumstance may seem like there's no way it's going to happen, but I'm going to believe in God's word for my life. I'm going to believe that God is able to work all things together for the good. You have to exercise faith. The Bible says that every man is given a measure of faith. So you have enough faith to live for God. But we have to diligently seek him. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. You know, I told Pastor D, say, I don't know. I, I, as, I, as I was uh, contemplating and, and reading over these scriptures, you know, at first glance, and again, I said, well, I, well, I, I don't know what to say. Just kind of read through it. Then as I, as I uh, meditated upon these scriptures, and I kind of, as it marinated in my mind, some, some things just start coming to my mind. So I make no apologies. These are the things that came into my heart about this church of Rome that their faith was spoken about in all the world. Wow, what faith that is able to go beyond the borders and somehow it got to the ears of Paul and it encouraged the apostle Paul. And again, later as we're going to read, Paul said, I want to come to you that, and not only be, I want, I want to encourage you, but... I need to be encouraged by what I'm seeing you doing. Right, right. And that's how faith works, right? Amen. Right. 
there's, there's stories here. There's, there's, there's a walk with God. And uh, there's, there's uh, moments and, and, and you are walking by faith today. You, you are here because of faith and your story and your testimony is encouraging me and allows me to, to be encouraged. And I pray that, that any testimony that I would have, any faith that I would share would encourage you. And that's what Paul was saying to them. But this Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant, lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldst come under my roof. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Just a word from God. That's all I need. I just need a word. That's all we need today is a word. I need a regular word from the Father. Something that they just you know spoke to them about something, and uh, you still remember it. Yeah. You still remember where you were, or maybe what God said. It? Yeah. You remember the details that kind of surrounded that day. Yeah. I mean, I'm, right? I've got some that were seven years ago, eight years ago, twenty years ago, and I remember. I remember the details around it. A word. It was just one word. That's that's pretty awesome. Right, and so just speak the word, and it will be healed. Now, uh, and some of those things maybe haven't come to pass yet; still waiting on it. But it was a word from God. I know it was a word from God. Nobody else heard. I heard it. It was in my heart. It wasn't audible for me. It wasn't audible, uh, but it was a word. And so this this man says, "Just just speak the word. I, I just need a word from the Master." And for I'm a man under authority. He understood authority. I go to this one, go, and another come, and he come. Should my servant do this? And he do it. And Jesus heard it, and he marveled, and he said to them, Verily I say to you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And so here's a centurion. He's a, here's a heathen. He's not even in the house of Israel. And he just says, I just need a word from the master. And so the faith, faith. God's ever given you a word. God's ever given you a promise. God's ever said something. You hang on to it. In spite of what you what you see, in spite of what your body is saying, in spite of what your emotions say, in spite of what your family members may say, right? You just, you've got a word from God. And, uh, and sometimes those closest to you, I remember my dad said once I was going to do something, and he said, well, go ahead. You want to be a poor man. You know, I didn't get I didn't get the support when I received the Holy Ghost. I thought they would clap their hands. I thought they would just embrace me and my my family, my, my close those that were closest to me at that time were not on board with it. But you know what? I had word from God. You got a word from God. Hebrews eleven verse seven says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Again, reading chapter Romans chapter one, got to verse eight, and I started thinking about faith. Started thinking about this thing called faith, right? But Jesus, what? And I don't have that scripture reference, but Jesus said there was one thing that he was going to look for when he came back. Faith. 
He was will, he said, will I find faith when I come back here? And faith is a pretty important thing when it comes to things of God. And so Noah being warned of God, not things, not seen as yet, it had never rained. It, it didn't make sense. It, it, it was something that, uh, that, that, that that world didn't understand, but Noah believed it. Right. It was a word from God. And it was some time before the word came to pass, but he moved with fear and he prepared for the saving of his house in which he condemned the world and became an heir of righteousness, which is by faith. So this faith of Noah that said, God said, it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to obey it, I'm going to walk in it. So it's going to take faith to live for God in these last days. It's going to take faith. There's there's a storm. There's a there's there is storm. There is there is a wave of I believe intimidation from and, and uh, uh, the adversary wants to shame and wants to kill and, and wants to pressure people to uh, unless you believe a certain thing a certain way then um, if you don't believe the way the spirit of this world believes then you're an outcast. Well, we've got the greatest message on earth. We have a message that's going to last uh, through any. It's, it's, it's for, the Bible says that God's word is forever settled in heaven. And so the, the scripture description says that same word that preserved water is the same word that's going to preserve fire. And so there's a judgment that's coming. By faith, verse 8, Abraham. When he was called to go into the place which he should, after receive an inheritance, <clears throat> obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. That's an amazing scripture. <clears throat> he got a word from God to go. All right, where are we going? Didn't tell him. Just go in that direction. <laughs> right? So he obeyed, not knowing. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't understand that he was walking all over his promises. Uh, Romans chapter 4 gives us a little, bit, a little bit more into this genuine, genuine faith of Abraham. The Bible is, says that uh, uh, talks about the faith of Abraham. Talks about Abraham as the father of faith. That we are become the children of Abraham. Uh, what shall I say? Verse, uh, verse chapter 4, verse 1. What shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, had found. For if Abraham were justified by works, he had wherefore the glory, but not before God. If Abraham was justified by what he had done, well, where he glory? Surely not before God. No flesh is going to glory before God. For as the scripture had said, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. So his righteousness was in the fact that he believed in what God said he was going to do. You believe what God said he's going to do? Yes. Believe God's made some promises about uh, a harvest, a, a, uh, his coming. Uh, I believe there's a promise of end time apostolic revival. I believe God's given us promise about fruit and harvest. I believe God's, there's promises about return to backslide. How is that going to happen? I have no idea. When is that going to happen? I don't know. I, 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 you know, the, the disciples, 
Jesus told the disciples to feed the, the multitude. And they looked, you know, they, they reached their pockets. And, you know, they had a few, just a few pennies. But what are they among so many, right? You look around, you can look at what your resources are, you can look at the resources of maybe of the the present body of Christ, we say, well, how can these things be? I believe we've got a word from God. I have no idea how these things are going to be, but I believe that God is able to do it. He'll do it by many or do it by few. We don't have time to get into the story of Gideon. If you know the story of Gideon, comes to Gideon, mighty man of Babylon. And Gideon is hiding away. Wondering, me, we talked about I'm struggling here to even put food on the table. You call me a mighty man. And, uh, Gideon finally gets an army that's something worth talking about, 33,000. And God says, you got too many. We're going to bring it all the way down to 300. And so I don't know how God does things. I don't know why he does certain things the way he does. But that's not the point. The point was that Abraham believed God and it was counted in to righteousness. Now unto him that worketh is not the reward, is not the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justified the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. So we believe. We're believing in God. Even as David, David also described the blessedness of a man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are those whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are are covered. That is by faith. I'm thankful that God has covered my sins. That is in our iniquities. Right? Our, he's removed them as far as the east is from the west. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not sin. Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision or upon uncircumcision? For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. Well, how was it reckoned then? When he was circumcised or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised. This was not through the law. That he might be the father of all that believe, though they be not circumcised that righteousness may be imputed unto them also. So that righteousness that was given to Abraham, we can have part of that. And faith of circumcision to them that are not of the circumcision only, verse 20, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he being yet uncircumcised. I'm, I'm getting there. Hang on. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they that are of the law be heirs, faith is made bold, and the promise made of none of that. That would remove you and I from the promise. It was through the law. I don't believe it. I don't know. Maybe there's some Jews here, but I'm not a Jew. I'm a Gentile. And so I, I, would, I would have no promise in it. I would have no... Uh, no access to that inheritance. But the law worketh wrath, for there is, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace to the end of the promise might be sure to all see, not only, not to that only which is of the law, 
but to that which is by faith of Abraham, who is father of us all. And as written, as written, I may be a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and called those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he may become the father of many nations, according to which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. God, he cannot, the Lord cannot do, cannot work with unbelief. He just can't do it. Jesus went into his own town, and he couldn't do very many miracles. Surely it wasn't Jesus. It was their unbelief. And so unbelief hinders and stops and ties the hand of God. But Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God, verse 21 here, and being fully persuaded that he that had promised was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. So, righteousness which is by faith, fully persuaded. You and I have to be fully persuaded that, that if God said it, He's going to do it. God's word is true. God's word will not return void. That this gospel message, this uh, Acts 2.38, is the saving message. It is the answer for this world. It is what man needs. It is what will put man in right relationship with the Lord. Verse 9 here, Paul says in Romans chapter 1, verse 9, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit. In the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Whom I serve with my spirit. That kind of just kind of jumped out at me a little bit. But I serve with my spirit. Can you serve God without your spirit? Jesus said in Mark chapter 12, verse 29, Jesus answered him. The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And so, all. Paul said that I serve the Lord with my spirit. He was saying, with all of my spirit. I'm giving all to the Lord. I'm not, I'm not just giving half of it. Can you give half of your heart? Can you give half of your soul? Can you, can you, can you kind of just give God a certain compartment? You, you can, but that's, that's, that's not going to leave you in the right place or it's ultimately going to leave you miserable. Uh, but, but Paul said that I serve the Lord with all, with my spirit. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8 says, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They draw nigh to me with their mouth. They honor me with their lips, right? So words, words are cheap. Words can be empty. And so God's just not looking for words, but he's looking for all of our heart, all of our strength. All of my mind. Paul said that I serve with my spirit. That he wasn't just going through the motions, but he was giving his spirit to this gospel. Giving his life 
to this gospel, giving this life to this truth. And so, uh, this is not just this is not something that we do. This is something that you just do, and you're missing out on the on the fullness of what God has for you. If this is just something that is a part of your life, then you're missing out on what really God has for you. It's when you serve Him, when you give your whole spirit to Him. It's when it's your motivation. It's, it's, it's for your understanding that you need Jesus. I, I, am, I am, the Lord is helping me to learn and to understand that without Him, I can do nothing. I, I can't love my wife. I can't love my family. I, I can't just walk with Him, for Him. I can't minister. I can't do anything unless He is there giving me the power to do it. I, I truly need Him. I, I need the Lord every day. I, I, need, I need to fellowship Him with every day. I, I need Him to give me uh, sanity in my mind and clarity in my thoughts. I, I need the Lord to be the peace that passes all understanding. I, I need God's Word really to encourage and strengthen me. I, I need to wake up with Him on my mind. I need to go to bed with Him on my mind. I really need the Lord and I need to give Him my whole spirit. Because I, I believe, I believe, and I'm, I'm, I'm growing to learn that that is the place of of really living. And and you know I uh, and again I love my wife. I'm so thankful for my my wife. Uh, Lord willing, we're going to celebrate 25 years come June. Uh, but it would be unfair for me to expect her to to be everything I need her to be. It would, be, it would be unfair. I don't know if that makes sense, but he's everything I need. I'm so thankful for her. I'm so thankful that she's patient with me and that, that she puts up with me and all of those things. But ultimately, as we, and I'm going to say that we share this with new couples, you know, as you get closer to God, ultimately, you're getting closer to each other. But but my my sufficiency, my, my wholeness, ultimately, is found in him. And now I'm thankful for all that God allows me to have that brings me to that, with that. And, and that is only by God's grace. But I, I, I need Him, and I, I, I need Him to be first. And I need, I need to seek Him early, often, and, and, and daily, <laughs> throughout my day. And so, Paul was saying that I, I serve the Lord with, with my spirit. So, serve the Lord with, with all your spirit. Put it all, put it all on the table. Surrender it all to Him. Put all the chips on the table, if you will, you know, and uh, without reservation. Because Jesus won't let you down. He, he won't disappoint you. And and uh, He owes me nothing. Jesus owes me nothing. I, I owe him everything. So you know, casting casting all of our cares. And, and giving it all to him. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear, right? Because fear and torment. And the adversary wants to make us afraid. The adversary wants to uh, make us feel like that we're not worthy enough, that we're not good enough, that we don't measure up to what, what God uh, and what, what God would think of us. We're, 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 not, uh, we're not acceptable to him or something about us is damaged or broken. And, uh, on and on and on. 
relentless sometimes to, to, to tear, to try to tear us down. The accuser of the brethren. But, but I find in God's word that there is a, that God has love for us. And that, that God cares about us. And that God's so faithful and kind and long-suffering and patient. And, uh, and, and, and uh, is, is, uh, wants, wants, to, wants to bless and wants to encourage and, and wants to refine us and help us and through every season that, that has a purpose, and through every trial, every circumstance, whether, whether it's good or bad, but ultimately it's all good because he's working it all for the good. So, so well, whom shall we fear, right? God's for us. You're, you're walking in the spirit and endeavoring daily to seek him. And yeah, in the enemy just I I I, I am uh, I get I get upset when I hear when I hear uh, brother or sister just uh, voicing the the words of the adversary. That oh, I don't measure up, I'm not doing good enough. And it's like you can't do good enough. We we can't measure up. God's love is there for us, and and and, and God is going to help us, and, and we just got to lean, lean. I got to lean on the word of God. And so He said in verse eleven, "I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end you may be established." And so that impartation, receiving. I believe that there's. You know, what do we? The question that I had was. What are we imparting? What are we imparting one to another? What are we, what are we transferring one to another? Are we, are we transforming a spirit of love? Are we transforming a spirit of acceptance and, 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 and patience? And, uh, you know, uh, un, the un, Bible talks about the unfeigned love of the brethren. Are we a voice of encouragement? Are, are we a voice of... Uh, uh, or are we a voice of condemnation? Are we a voice of rebuke? Are we a voice of criticism? Are we a, a voice of doubt? Are we have no voice of fear. And so we've got to, if we are you, a spirit filled individual. That's why it's so important. We have altar call. We've asked people to come and pray that, that you come down with faith, that you come down believing that that individual that is seeking for something is going to receive what they're seeking. Because if the spirit-filled individual comes down with doubt and fear, I don't want them around uh, uh, someone that's desperately seeking for the will of God, for God to touch them. Because you are transmitting, I don't know how it works, but you are transmitting all that doubt and fear and all of those things through your spirit. I believe that. Paul is saying, I want to impart to you some spiritual gift. Why? That you may be established. The Lord wants established. I was talking about being rooted and grounded in love. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to close here. Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven says, "And He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the perfecting of the saints. You and I would be perfect. Would grow." In that grace, grow in that love. For the work, so the protecting of the saints, so the saints would do the work of the ministry for the edifying or the building up of the body of Christ. The Lord wants to build us up. The Lord wants to build you up. The Bible says in Jude, 
that we to we are to pray in the spirit, building up our most holy faith. So don't be afraid to pray in the spirit. What are you saying? What are you speaking? The Bible says, I think it's First Corinthians chapter fourteen. You're speaking mysteries. You're you're speaking things in the prophetic. You are you're declaring the word of God. God is. Uh, Romans chapter 8 says sometimes we don't know what we ought to pray as we ought, right? But the Spirit making intercession <clears throat> groanings that cannot be uttered. So edifying the body till we all come, till we all come in the unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. Till we all, I, I, I don't believe it's the will of God that any of us will fall along the way. I don't believe it's the will of God that any part of God's body be uh, lacking or, or, or just get rolled over or bulldozed over by, by somebody else. Uh, uh, and we don't need to intimidate one another. We truly don't need to intimidate one another because it's by God's grace. It's by God's love. And, and uh, we need to be a blessing. It's, it's the will of God that we be a blessing. Uh, the unity of the faith the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, and the slight of men or the cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, may we grow up in all things which is the head. Even Christ. First Corinthians chapter twelve verse seven says, "But the but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all." That that impartation. I believe that when we speak faith, when we when we pray for each other, when we encourage one another, when we send a text or a call or, or we just speak words of love, there's we are. I believe we're imparting something. And the manifestation of the Spirit. That you can, well, I want to, what kind of Spirit are you manifesting? I want to manifest the Spirit of God. There is a Spirit of ministry that needs to come forth through us and outward, amen, to the lost. What, what, what is the lost feeling? You are imparting either words of faith or words of doubt to this lost world. I believe it's God's will that we manifest. God's spirit unto this world, right? Is the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse tongues, kinds of tongues, to another interpretations of tongues, but all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. As I will, I didn't do anything to deserve these things. I can't just walk in these things because it's by the Spirit of God that is given it to us as is pleasing to him. For as the body is one and have many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, many are one body, so also is Christ. We are one body. We are one body. 
For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and having made all may having been all made to drink into one spirit, for the body is not is not one member, but many. That is, that I may be comforted to get also here it is. So one body, one understand, for the body is not one member, but many. So many members of the body, every member in particular. But, uh, but Paul said here that, that he would come unto them and that, that he would impart a spiritual gift to that end that he may be established. And just read verse 12. That is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Paul was, Paul was desirous to be with them. <clears throat> and that, that I may be comforted together with you. Right? We, have a, we have a comforter. Jesus said, I'll, I'll not leave you comfortless. I'll, I'll not leave you orphan, but I'll come unto you. And so here I have Paul saying that I may be comforted together with you. Well, if I have Jesus in me, you have Jesus Amen. in me. We're going to be comforted each other. By the mutual faith. Well, we have mutual faith. My faith's not better than your faith. It's a mutual faith. But your faith does something to me, and my faith does something yes. to you. Both you and me. Hallelujah. What, what a great God. There's no way to exhaust God's word. Um, the, the word is, is meant to be um, digested. Um, a lot of this talks about studying to show yourself approved. Approved by who? Approved of me? No. Approved of God. Something happens when we get into God's Word, the study of God's Word. Um, I need to do more of that. Something happens when we fellowship with Him. In prayer, or prayer or prayer. It could be, thank you, Father. That could be prayer in the morning. Something about that. Something that translates to that. You know, so it's just a connection. It's not length of time. It's not, you know, what are you done? Well, you know, again, I'm conscious or subconscious. There's a communication that, that the Father wants to speak to us. But I want to know, I know, right? David said, Lord, teach me the number of my days. This life is but a whisper. And uh, what a privilege it is to, to walk with God, God's knowledge to walk with Him. So why don't we just spend a few moments here to pray, ask the Lord to help us in our faith, help us, Lord, to walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. Father, that we would be that blessing, we would be that voice.